Just know you're not alone. Cause I'm gonna make this place your home. News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show. We're here with you till the top of the hour. A great show. And among the things we'll be discussing, seven house sounds you never want to ignore. Oh, yeah. That's coming up. Plus, a lot of questions and news about real estate with us. On this show, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. You can reach him. They do a great job at 645-0736. Also here is Lee Harris, who is the legal counsel over at Limestone Title. Esco, hello there. And you can reach Lee on her cell at 502-649-7964. My son, Greg, is here. He's actually out in the field already this morning shooting pictures, which he. you want to tell him what you're shooting pictures with? From the air, oh, quickly! The new drone, hey, Bob's new drone. He just, he just bought the latest. How much did it cost? Five grand? Woo! Uh, you, you don't want to know. Yeah, no, I don't want to know. Yeah, that, but it's, the it's good equipment. Yeah, the audience doesn't care as long as the homes look good. That's that's my goal. That's right. You got it. So, and then you can reach me if you want us to help you list your home because certainly that's what we would love to do. That's why Greg's out this early getting things done and shot. Three seven six five four eight three is my direct number. Right. Some news before we get to questions. Um, the solitude of remote work may be taking a toll. According to a new study of more than 3,300 office workers, you may be among them, those of you listening right now, the survey shows that the loss of face-to-face interaction among office workers has led to dips in emotional engagement. Have you seen that at all, Lee, Randy, Rocky, or uh, Greg? I think uh, I I agree. Uh, I think it has. And and I I think in a lot of situations, it's really uh, less production from individuals, some more some the same, but I think for the most part, less. It's just it's just a lot of distractions at the house. A lot of face-to-face is better than not at all. Yeah. Also in the news, in some of the nation's hottest housing markets, housing prices climbed more than 30% this year. That is unheard of. While prices wow. are continuing to rise across the country, there are signs that that steep price jump are starting to moderate. Median home prices uh, that have been on the market held steady over the past four months. Uh, about 380,000 is the average nationwide, but also the number of homes with price cuts has more than doubled compared to a low set in uh, February. So we're starting to see that slow down. Also, real estate's typical slowdown season isn't happening this year. That sales remain high. And the what do we call looky-loos, those are people just kind of kicking the tires, looking in the windows, uh, are out in stolen force. Showing Time, which is a company that we use, Showing Time, uh, residential real estate showing management and market stats tech provider reports surprisingly that home buyer activity, particularly in the Midwest and South regions, which includes Louisville during October and then to November, they note an unusual jump in home showing traffic. And anybody in the real estate industry will tell you that home showings typically result in home sales. And finally, if they were faced with the choice of an expensive wedding or a down payment on a new home, single consumers are now overwhelmingly say they would, anybody want to fill in the blank? They would what, Lee? What a down payment. Down payment. Randy, what do you think? I think expensive wedding. Expensive wedding. Greg? Well, I, uh, I traded in an expensive wedding for a big down payment on my home. There you go. So well, and you're right. Uh, take the home. 
Sorry, Randy. 82% of unmarried Americans recently surveyed, 82% said that they would rather invest in a home than pay for a big, expensive wedding. Um, What's happening with the increase in uh, price of homes? 649,000 is the conforming loan limit this year. So it's not a jumbo loan. If it goes 649,000 coming in 2022, when four years ago, it was right at, I believe, I'm almost positive. Well, yeah, 420. It's somewhere it's about that. Absolutely yeah. amazing how much it's yeah. gone up. 680. That's amazing. Wow. Let's go to the um, the questions. Feel free, everybody, to jump in. This first question again, we're in a COVID format. Uh, seems like we're going to be in this format for a while, uh, where, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, the where we're doing these shows via Zoom. And then uh, that allows us to respond to questions via email. You can send me an email, bob at we com. Put radio question in the subject line of this, put the question that you're asking in uh, the body of the email and send it to me. And just so you know, if you'd like to see a copy of the show, the video version of the show, you can go to louisvilleanswers.com. That's louisvilleanswers.com. And then go ahead and um, that'll take you redirect to YouTube. Lee, it's someone coming in your office. Looks like someone's coming in your house. Yeah, coming in. I got you. All right. So here's um, here's the first question uh, that we've got. Tommy is writing in. He says, his house is on the market, and the contract he had on it fell apart because of inspections. He says his agent told him that he needs to disclose the problems found in the inspection report. Tommy says he doesn't want to see the inspection report because he doesn't want to have to disclose any items. So Tommy is asking, does he have to look at the inspection report, and if it was sent, and uh, can you get in trouble if he doesn't disclose what was found in the inspection report by the inspector. Lee? Um, A lot of people say they don't want to see it uh, because, you know, they don't want to know what's in it. Uh, But once it has been sent to either an agent or to the buyer, then just not opening the email or whatever is not really going to fly because it's going to be imputed that you knew what was in it once it's been sent to your email address. Uh So at that point, it's probably best to just look, look at it uh, see what is legitimate in there. And if you need to update your disclosure, update your disclosure. Uh, if you don't agree with the items in there, you can just note that to the buyers, Hey, you know, these items were pointed out by a previous inspector, but I don't really agree with them. So I have, if you have an inspection, have your inspector look these over or they could fix those items so that they won't come up again if they're legitimate items. And, uh, but yeah, if you know of something and then you do not disclose it, then you can be found to have misrepresented the property. And, and we should p- report that a lot of times hitting these head on uh, is the way to do this, to take it out of place so that you'd be surprised that, for example, we've got um, handymen who will do the jobs inexpensively as compared to a buyer asking for repairs to be done by licensed contractors, which are going to cost more money. And so I would just tell you, I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of... But uh, I think it's... Bob, yeah. don't you think it's also important to note that people aren't, they're not asking for everything. The disclosure only asks for very specific things, safety, structural issues that would need to be addressed. Right. There are inspectors that will go through in a report and note a lot of things that are simply not in the disclosure. So it's not everything, but certainly, and, and to go back to Lee, it's, it's not, they're like, oh, should we not report it? Well, yo, if you have a safety or structural issue that you didn't know about before, well, now you do, you know. And you need to disclose it, and you can't turn away from it because it's your house. You own it, and the next person's going to have to either deal with it or they might need to know about it. So, 
And if you don't know about it and you should have known about it and the person buys it, leave the buyer can come back at you as right. the buyer. And even, even though you didn't know about it, could claim that you did. So there's a lot exactly. of stuff to this. It's not just so simple. So let's move on. Amanda sent an email in with this question. Uh, she and her husband are going to apply for a mortgage, Randy, for their first home beginning in uh, 2022. So a couple of weeks away. She says her credit rating is high in the 700s, but her husband's uh-huh. credit rating is in the high 600s. Mm-hmm. So what could that mean for a difference in mortgage rates if they uh, use him and her, or can she just go with her credit rating? And for those who don't know, your credit rating does tie into the amount of money you can borrow, but also what your interest rate is going to be. Randy? Right. Uh, and, and if she makes enough income and you can only put her on the mortgage, that would be the best solution. And then he would still be on title. But if we have to use both their incomes, it would probably affect them by, you know, three-eighths of a point. Three-eighths of a point. Okay. And that can amount to a a bunch of money over a 30-year loan. Uh, Yes, it can. Yeah, that's something to think about. All right, moving on. This uh, was in the news, and we've talked about this on the show. I thought this might be of interest. Greg, feel free to jump in. This is directed towards Lee. This came out this past week. Uh, Brokerage is uh, suing in Oregon over a ban on the love letters. We've talked about these love letters. This is where a buyer writes a letter to the seller telling the seller how much they love their home. And that letter is sent along to the seller with the offer. Well, a real estate firm in uh, Oregon suing lawmakers over a new state law in Oregon that bans real estate professionals from delivering love letters written from home buyers to sellers when submitting an offer on a house. The lawsuit alleges that the state ban violates the First Amendment rights of the real estate brokers and their clients. Lee, this is something that maybe we thought might be coming down the pike, but and now here it has. Your thoughts on this and love letters? Yes, I think I, I read the article in NAR's uh, newsletter about that, and the, the plaintiffs are saying that you know this is speculative, that that they can't really prove that anybody's ever not sold a home because of the information of these letters. But the fair housing laws, you know, are implicated in, the, in those letters in the, in the sense that most people put, we, our family loves your home, or they put, you know, there's a picture of them in front of their Christmas tree, or, you know, you can see, they put a picture of, of themselves, you can see a lot of things about them, you know, that are, that are fair housing issues, such as their race, or, you know, the Christmas tree would suggest a religion, etc. Yeah. So, uh, NAR, you know, they had to go one way or the other, and so NAR went to don't do these letters. Don't help your buyers write them. Don't deliver them for your buyers. Um, if a buyer wants to do it on their own, you know, there's nothing that can stop them. But it it seems to me like it would be a violation of federal housing, fair housing laws if you put too much information about your personal self, trying to get that person to choose you over someone else versus mm-hmm. the amount of your offer. I and I I hear what you're saying and. I would simply say that uh, we as agents are directed to do the very best job we can for our clients. And in this very competitive housing market where buyers are fighting over each other to get a good home, if a love letter gives an an advantage to one buyer over another, and I'm not talking because it's revealing race, religion, whatever, I'm just talking in someone saying how much they love the house, I think you yeah. give that it, buyer it feels, an advantage. Yeah, Greg. 
it feels like a little bit of a, I hate to use this word because I'm not on this team, but it feels like a little bit of a witch hunt. They're just chasing ghosts here, in my opinion. Um, you know, who's to say, like you said, it's speaking to the advantage. Money is an advantage. Yeah. Some people have more money than others. Some people have cash, VA, FHA. So if we want to really, if they really wanted to pick, and granted, it's all in the proof, right? This is just a lawsuit. They said they can't really prove it yet. And and like Lee said, NAR still has to take a stance and they need to stand by the consumer and they need to posture as such. But at the end of the day, if you can't prove that they're discriminating, then there is no discrimination. And then love letters are okay if you cannot prove that there is discrimination. Well, so, I'll go one step further. What prevents a buyer whose last name might be exactly we start taking the names ethnic, off the contract right an right. ethnic sound and the seller from reading the contract and looking at the, the name in the contract from the from the buyer who's signed it from this and allowing the seller to make some sort of yeah. the same type but, of no, wait, discrimination this? yeah they're not allowed to have ring doorbells if you show a listing you can't look at who's walking into your home yeah, i mean i know you this, could simply where does it, yeah, where does it stop point. this right. is where where does yeah. it stop and this is where nar had to take a stance so I, unfortunately somebody wanted to spend the time and money of people and i know there's plenty of attorneys who will take those cases and 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 represent and try to find an answer but at the end of the day if yeah. there is no discrimination there is none if you can't prove it and i get where it's a hard line nar has to protect the consumer and as agents we still have to do our fiduciary responsibility to do everything that we can to win the offer for our, our clients. Yeah, I would tell you this, folks, this is not going away. We're going to hear more about love letters in 2022. Just remember, we've talked about it. You know a little bit more about it. We'll see how this all plays out. I'd love to hear how our clients and our buyers and sellers and listeners feel about it, because ultimately, isn't that what really counts? It's how do the the end user, the sellers and the buyers feel about love letters. So, uh, by the way, if you want to see what buyers are saying about us or sellers are saying about us, you can head to louisvillezillow.com or louisvillegoogle.com. That'll give you some of the reviews. And you can also see what sellers are saying about us in video by going to louisvillesellerstalk.com. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more of your questions. Also, sounds you never want to ignore in uh, your home when it's coming to you. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial is with us at 6450736. Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone Title and Escrow at 6497964. My son Greg is with us or was. He just dropped off because he's shooting video from uh, on his drone. And you can reach me, Bob Sokola, anytime to get your home listed. And we've got buyer agents to help you as well. To help you buy, you can reach me on my cell phone at 376 5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. 
This is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-2277. Shopping for a home? The place to start is Remax Properties East. Experienced, caring, top producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Need a smart, innovative agent? Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. You know choosing the right agent is important, so you'll want to review their performance before hiring them. I love agents that invest their own money into smart marketing, which gets you more qualified buyers and more money for your home. Bottom line, you have to trust them. In Louisville, you can trust Bob and Greg Sokola. Like me, Bob and Greg understand cutting-edge marketing. Google Bob and Greg Sokola, and you won't go wrong. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sokola, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you till the top of the hour. Also here, Lee Harris, legal counsel, limestone title and escrow. Randy Rocky, and by the way, Lee's number is 649-7964. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, at 6450736. And the son Greg's out shooting the drone right now. He'll be back on. Always coming back on now. You can uh, reach me to help you get your home listed and sold and to buy a home at 376-5483. Well, whether it's a home, an apartment, whatever, there are some sounds you never want to ignore. For example, clanking when you turn on the heat, and that is happening more and more often these days. When uh, first turning the heat system on the in the fall, you often hear a groaning noise and expect normal clicking and knocking with the baseboard hot water system. However, the pump to the system should be silent. If you hear knocking located at the boiler, get a repairman. Scratching and if you from, live in New York. Yeah. It's, it's normal because the pipes are always rattling in those. They got those, you there. Uh, yep. Scratching from behind the walls, you know what that means. You got an animal critter in there. Running water, if the uh, you're hearing running water and there's nobody using the plumbing, you have got a leak and time to get some help. Or bubbling coming from the hot water heater uh, works like a pot of boiling water. And after all, there is a fire or electric running through it uh, inside, and it's heated until ready to use. Sometimes sediment tends to build up at the bottom of the hot water tank, and that could create problems. Strange cracking sound. Uh, those are things you want to have investigated, maybe even clean out the hot water heater. Furnace whistling needs mean needs your filter has to be changed, uh, which is causing the furnace to overcompensate and eventually suck exhaust gases into the home. So that whistling is the air pressure being increased to try to overcompensate for a clogged filter. Switch turning on and off. If you got well water, well, that's a problem there. You may have to uh, have that well pump checked. And a hissing sound, maybe gas that's coming from somewhere. It could indicate a leak. You need to get a repairman out there immediate. Those are some of the sounds that you do not want to hear when you own a home. Well, and while you're on it, yeah. Why? And while you're talking about it, 
Uh, good times. So you've had a couple of really cold nights. Go ahead and make sure you drain all the water from your home um, and winterize because you don't want to have a freezing pipe happen uh, when it gets really cold and have a pipe burst. And if you have a vacant home on the market, whether it's ours or someone else's that's listed, please be sure to keep your power on so that uh, the home does not freeze and uh, that could do some really serious damage to the house. Randy, this uh, next question is for you. Samuel says, my wife and I want to start looking for a home. Several agents that uh, mm -hmm. they've talked to asked if uh, they would have been pre-approved for a mortgage yet. And Samuel says, no, I told them I want to see homes first uh, so I can get a feel for what is out there for different price ranges. And Samuel says the agents are saying that that's the wrong way to proceed, and he's asking why. You want to start on that, Randy, in terms of getting uh, pre-approved? Yes, first? because yeah. uh, uh, you, you need to get pre-approved first uh, for, the, uh, for the simple reason of knowing what the payment's going to be, make sure you can afford it, and also exactly what you can qualify up to. So, uh, And then that can narrow your range down. If you think, oh, I want to look at a million-dollar home and you know the payment's 6000 a month and you can't afford that, uh, or you don't get approved for that, then then that's that's just not uh, the approach I think you should take. So I agree with the agents. Uh, yeah. I think that you need to get pre-approved first for that, that reason. Yeah. And we should also oh, point yeah. – yeah, uh, one more thing to point out, and that is you don't necessarily know what you're going to be pre-approved for. You can guess. But if there are credit problems or something that's in your right. history that is affecting the amount of money that you'll be able to loan or be loaned, it's more important for you to know that up front than rather than wasting your time looking at homes, getting your hopes up, and then all of a sudden they get dashed like a rug. Especially with inventory the way it is. Yeah, it, you yeah, want to be exactly. ready to go. And, and also, you know, and, and again, if you're getting a financial uh, for a house, I mean, I don't think it affects your credit that much. I mean, I, I have my credit pulled about every four months just to make sure that nothing's going on. My wife and I get our credit Really? Pulled, every so, four months? Uh, and it hasn't affected my credit, but that doesn't huh. mean it doesn't happen. I'm just saying that uh, for a home looking at, you know, because it came from a home, uh, uh, a company that does home purchases, uh, it just doesn't seem to affect it as much. Wait, Randy, that brings up a very interesting question. So you're pulling every four months. For anybody who's listening, if they want to check on their credit as often as every four months, does it hurt their credit if rating if they go to one of the three or whatever the ones that are advertising right. to check your credit? Yeah, I'm not, uh, I, I, pay with it. I pay for a credit service. Right. Yeah, my me. opinion is it doesn't. Now, if if you're looking to get a credit card or 90 days same as cash and you have your pool of credit, uh, your credit pulled, I think that can affect your credit in a, in a, in a, in a usually a, uh, uh, not as good of a way. But but if you're looking to do a home loan, to me, it's a different credit pool. Now, again, a lot of people disagree with that, and I want to make that disclaimer, but it has not affected my credit. And I, and I recommend people do that. They have a credit pulled every once in a while. I, really I have not seen any negative result in the service that I pay for exactly. through Equifax or whatever the service I pay a couple bucks a month. And I get a score every couple months, and it just keeps me on top. It has not degraded my score in any way, right. shape, or form. And it lets me know if any if there's any activity or anything of that nature. That's a good point. That's Everyone correct. should be listening to that, especially as we move into a new year where you never know those goobers, I call that, of those who are out there. The goobers are out there trying to get your money, so just keep an eye on that. Oh, yes. Back to the questions. Yes. This one's for you, Lee. Two-part question for you, Lee. 
Danny writes in, he needs to find a house immediately because he's moving to Louisville. He's tried several times and keeps losing out to other buyers on the homes that he likes. I think we've all seen this happen. We were just talking about it earlier. Danny he may not asks, be writing enough love letters. Well, that may be possible, but wait. Danny asks, can he ask his agent to write offers on several different homes at one time, increasing the chances that he will win one or at least one of the offers? That's the first part of the question. So legally, Lee, how would you respond to that? Uh, that would be a very bad idea because uh, legally that several of those sellers could accept. And if the, if somebody accepts and like maybe two accept or right about the same time and you haven't withdrawn the offer or you haven't no, been notified, you know, the other side that you're not proceeding with that offer anymore, then you would have two binding contracts, three binding contracts for however many you put out there. If, if all of them, yeah, how many, how many homes can you buy at once is the question you right. should retort with. How many so homes really you should you just do one purchase? at a time. And I think an agent would be very wary to do that because. So, so let me follow up on this question. Not, you know, that's okay. not a good idea. So ethically and morally we're told don't, write them for more than one offer at a time yet lee in louisville the, the the buyer can simply have a termite inspection and for 50 bucks or so they can pull out all they have to do is have an inspection sure. even that and then they pull out there's no harm no foul and they right. can remove we're over in southern indiana i don't know how much you know about southern indiana law but you have to go through much further scrutiny and you have to ask for repairs and the seller has to turn you down before right. you can be released. So there really is a problem with the, with this contract in the Kentucky area and our Louisville area uh, representing sellers as, as much as they should be represented thoughts. Well, uh, I think it's, yeah, I think it's, a, it would be considered bad faith if a buyer says, I'm just going to put contracts on four different properties and then I'm just going to hire a termite inspector for three of them and get out. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, that, I think if the seller became of one of those properties became aware of that, they could say, that's totally bad faith. You never intended to buy four houses. You entered into contracts on four houses and you just wanted, you know, you're basically getting a, uh, a, a, a a look-see, you know, and get yeah. buying yourself a little time to pick which one you wanted. And I think that would be bad faith. Now, so let me start, to pursue yeah, that or not depends yeah. on how, if their house sold to somebody else. Or if they knew that this was happening because right. Danny writes that one agent he was working with refused to write a second offer on a second home. So Danny just went to another agent and had that another agent unbeknownst that Danny had written a first offer write the second offer. And so this is a problem. And as yeah. frustrated as buyers are right now, and believe me, they are frustrated because they can't find yes. a home. I think we need to think about changing the teeth of the, the contract itself to protect sellers from something like this happening. Your thoughts? Sure. I think there would be, it would be good to have a clause perhaps in the, in the contract yeah. that says uh, the buyer's acting in good faith and is only making an offer on, on this property and no others or something along those lines, because yeah, I think that's, I think that's a, I mean, going to another agent and putting all yeah. these people in that position is pretty, uh, that's pretty scary. Yeah. You know, that's, that's yeah. bad faith, but Bob, I, I yeah. guess, you know, you're, you're, you're the seller's agent, right? You, you right. always think right. of that mind, but yeah. do we really need to, I, sellers always need protection, but in this market with inventory the way it is, put it back on the market the next day. And that's because yeah. it goes back to Lee's point of like, you know, and, and, and we always talk about, are there damages? 
Is it worth going after and pursuing? And in this market, is that worth it when you could just put it back up the market and immediately sell the next day? And buyers have to use their tools because they are in a crunch as well. The market conditions have created this. I don't know if it's the contract, but in a different market, yes. When, when there's a plethora of inventory, right. I, I agree right. absolutely with what you're saying. All right. Final question here. This one's from Randy. Billy is asking, my parents are telling Billy he needs to shop around for a mortgage rate. Uh, and his Billy's best friend says, just use B- the Billy's best friend's mortgage company that he worked with and not shop around. Randy, your suggestion on shopping around for rates? I think I think you should. Uh, there's a, a lot that goes into that. You know, is it, you have to look at closing costs uh rate yeah there's there's some comparisons you need to do service uh but yes i think it is uh always uh, encourage people to shop shop around look for the best rate and may i suggest you definitely look at swan financial and randy rocky as we wrap things up see how (laughs) i segued into that buddy yeah so you can reach randy and his people (laughs) they do a great job they get the job done Six four five zero seven three six is Randy's direct number. Lee Harris, who's legal counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow, you can pick the closing attorney that you want, and Lee's team over there is phenomenal. And may I just suggest you try the cookies? They are exceptional. Yes. And you can reach Lee on her cell phone at 649-7964. My son Greg continue, continues to push the envelope on spectacular photography. And if you'd like to see what he's doing, you can check our website, we WeSellLouisville.com. And then you can call me, and we'd be glad to help you uh, get your home listed or find a home. You can reach me at 376-5483. Greg, you have a good day, and uh, keep working hard. Randy, Lee, sure. take the rest of the day off. Go Thank enjoy. you. You got it. Guys. <laughs> and uh, again, Bob Sekoler, you can reach me anytime. I am here for you at 376-5483. We're out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.